welcome to Growing, a podcast about birth, babies, and beyond. I'm your host, Beth. I'm a midwife, a business owner, and a mum. If you're anything like me, you find yourself wearing many hats, and this can be fun and hard and everything in between. So I'm here to offer support and solidarity for whatever season of growth you find yourself in. Let's go. Welcome back to Growing. Today, we're talking about three conversations to have with your partner in pregnancy. These are three topics that I think are so important to chat about before the emotion of postpartum, before things feel really hard when your newborn is here. The first one is what is our postpartum budget? Now, I'm not talking about how much money you can afford to spend on baby stuff. I'm talking about what can you feasibly spend on services or products that will support you in your transition to parenthood. For example, can you put some money aside to see a women's health physio as part of your six-week checkup? If breastfeeding is the intention and it's not going well, can you afford to see a lactation consultant privately? Is there any money to spend on a food delivery service or a fortnightly cleaner so that those things are taken off your plate? If having a postpartum kitty as such is not financially feasible, that's okay. It's about having a think about how you can lean on community and publicly funded services before you get to that stage. So really researching and understanding what is available to me in my local area. For example, can you reach out to your circle and establish a meal train or a food drop roster? Does your birthing hospital or maternal child health centre offer outpatient breastfeeding support? If your mum or another family member is supporting you postnatally, can you create a clear list of jobs that you feel would really support you beyond just helping you take care of the baby? Because That's the stuff that you'll be excited to do and that's what you should be doing, getting to know your baby and figuring out your dynamic as a team. But things like cleaning, laundry and going to the grocery store. The second topic I want you to explore with your partner in pregnancy is how do we plan to navigate a sleepless season? Looking back now, I actually can't believe how naive I was to think that it was only the newborn season that would require us to dig deep and be up overnight with our baby. Babies wake up overnight for months, sometimes well into toddlerhood. It is really normal. Having open conversations about it with your partner ahead of time is really valuable and helps with realistic expectation setting as well as encouraging you to think about how you'll manage it in a practical sense. For example, I bought a beautiful oversized wicker bassinet because I love pretty homewares and I thought it would be perfect for our sweet little newborn to snooze in. And I was right in that it it is beautiful, (laughs) Uh, but that is about it. For months after Poppy was born, she really needed us to be close, which meant rarely snoozing in that bassinet. She was either on us or next to us, and it meant that whichever person wasn't doing the feeding and settling that night was on the couch. 
And so, you know, that was so that they could get some shut-eye and not be disturbed. And we swapped throughout the night and so on. And from chatting to friends and other mums that I've met in the park and all of that kind of stuff, this setup is super common. So I guess what I'm saying is maybe instead of the expensive bassinet that looks good, buy another bed. Having a single bed in the nursery with a basic or just like a cheaper bassinet next to it, such as a co-sleeper, it would have been so handy and definitely not just in the newborn stage. I've personally found that with every developmental change or teeth coming through that one of us pretty much has to settle pops on and off all night. And having a separate adult-sized sleep space to co-sleep in so that whoever wasn't doing the settle could be sleeping restfully, that would have been so helpful. Instead, we've been taking it in turns sitting in this chair and the chair's great and it's an armchair and it's cozy, but I think sometimes in our determination to have our babies, you know, sleeping independently in their own sleep space because we're told that this is what we should be striving for, we actually make it harder on ourselves instead of just surrendering to the fact that everyone will get more sleep if we are prepared to get creative and play musical beds. And I guess these are just examples of strategies you can use to navigate this phase in a way that helps everyone get some sleep. All I'm suggesting is that open chats ahead of time will save you some surprise down the road. Finally, pregnancy is the time to talk boundaries. Okay, so postpartum is a beautiful but vulnerable time of life. You are getting to know your baby, you're getting to know yourself as a parent, and you're easing into a new dynamic with your partner too. It is so important to protect your energy in these early weeks, and sometimes that means being prepared to put into place gentle boundaries with family and friends. So boundaries are not about saying no and being on the defense with people who want to share in the joy of a new baby. Sometimes I think we hear the word boundaries and we get really unsure of like, well, what does that mean? What does that look like? For me, boundary setting is about moving away from doing things out of obligation, even when those things make you feel overwhelmed or depleted. For example, If you are getting pressure from many family members on both sides to be at your home on the day you get back from hospital and you aren't sure how this would make you feel come the day, you don't know what kind of state you'll be in, you don't know how your energy levels will be, now is the time to share that with your partner and then to tell your family as a united front that on the day you get home from hospital, you want the day to yourself. But perhaps the next day, it would be great to see them. Sometimes the easiest way to set expectations is actually to put them in writing. A well-written, kind, intentional text message might actually feel easier than an upfront conversation, and that is totally fine. My biggest tip with boundary setting is to make the people who love you know that they are important and that you are excited to share your baby's life with them but that you need to do it on your terms and be given some space when it matters. So for example, saying something like, you know, we are getting so close to meeting our little one now and we can't wait to share that with you and watch you get to know them. But to help us adjust to being a family of three, we are asking that you please delay visits until we are ready, which we are anticipating will be at least a few days after we get back from hospital. When you do come over, we would love if you could bring a meal, Please stay away if you feel unwell, 
and keep your visit to under an hour as we want to be resting as much as possible. Sending a message like that clearly spells out your expectations and terms while inviting the love that people understandably want to share. And I personally, I I really believe that it will read better and invite less confrontation than sending a list of do's and don'ts. I mean, this is your postpartum, so you do you. These are your boundaries and there is no right or wrong, but these are just some tips for anyone who is listening who may be feeling uncomfortable with the idea of putting those boundaries into place. Just before I wrap up, I want to remind everyone that the doors to my pregnancy membership are currently open. If you are in the first 16 weeks of pregnancy and want to connect with me and enjoy ongoing education and support alongside families at the same stage of pregnancy, jump over to my website, www.birthwithbeth.com.au to sign up. We've already got some beautiful families in there. I'm so excited to get to know everyone and hopefully I will see you in there. Okay, that is it for today. Good luck with these conversations. Please let me know how you go. And thank you for listening. And I'll see you back here very soon. If you're hearing this message, then you've listened all the way to the end and maybe you're keen for more. If that's the case, jump over to my website to learn about how I can support you in pregnancy. It's www.birthwithbeth.com.au or check out my Instagram for heaps more educational content. Thank you for being here and I'll see you back here very soon.